What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Rinko, and I am by myself. I'm actually uh, driving right now. If you can tell, there's a decent amount of road noise here, but uh, I uh, decided to flex my self-employment benefits, take the day off, um, on a Wednesday and head out. Uh, We are having a somewhat of a, uh, I wouldn't call it a warm spell, just a decently warm day. Unfortunately, it's kind of cloudy. I was hoping it'd be sunnier than this, but um, I haven't been out in a long time and I was kind of fed up with just not going out. Just a lot of stuff going on and my sister and her husband are coming into town from California um, for Thanksgiving and they get in on Friday and uh, I know when they're in town there's not going to be any me time so I looked at the weather this week picked a good day emailed my assistant told her I was taking the day off and uh, here I am it's about well it's 11 o'clock I got probably about another hour uh, of driving ahead of me to get to where I'm going, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's, you know, toward the end of November, I check the water temperature at a couple of the rivers around here, and it's, um, it's about 45 degrees is what it looks like, so, you know, definitely fish are going to be wintered up, um, fish are going to be uh, in the their wintering holes, but it's not so cold that they're going to be super lethargic. At least that's what I'm hoping. Uh, a sun, some sun being out would help uh, kickstart them a little bit. But uh, I do think they'll be active today. We're not going to be, um, you know, having these fish barely moving. Like if you go out in, uh, you know, like the end of December and the water temperature is like barely above freezing. Uh, you're going to find out that those fish are going to be barely moving. Now, that you can still get them to eat, but it's a lot harder of a proposition. Right now, it's definitely better. Um, now, during the middle of winter, if you get a little pop in the temperature and you get about three days of sunny weather above normal temperatures, uh, those fish will kind of wake up a little bit. But they haven't gone completely dormant yet. At least that's what I'm hoping. So... Um, I tried to get my buddy Christopher to come with me, and uh, he declined. Uh, he's got some some uh, corporate. Apparently, he's hunting some corporate hunting event. They're probably uh, it's probably a canned hunt. He's probably hunting for like uh, some exotic species in like a fifty-acre fenced-in um, compound. Uh, because that's what lawyers do, right? They go on these fancy trips and they they flaunt their they flaunt their uh, their money. You know, they they have to spend money. They have to impress the, the their fellow 
you know, partners in the law firm. So I'm sure that's what he's doing. Um, so anyways, he didn't go. I asked a couple of people to come, uh, kind of last minute and they couldn't go. So, um, I decided to go myself, uh, through the, uh, got my Yakima bars in for my forerunner and I put those on last night through the kayak up there and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go, um, go see what I can do. Uh, as far as, you know, kind of the game plan, uh, when I go out in the winter time, you know, I mentioned, and most of you guys know the fish are very concentrated. So, uh, I do not typically go on a, uh, a prototypical approach to a river where you either go on a point to point flow or you're, you're covering, uh, water the whole time and moving, um, Usually I'll pick a spot, like this particular spot, it's kind of a secret area of ours, but it's only, you know, maybe 200 yards long, um, and I will spend, uh, you know, the better part of five hours fishing, uh, fishing this 200-yard stretch, and uh, obviously going to be fishing it really slowly. Um, all this this particular area is probably the deepest area in the entire river system that I found anyways um, and I've noticed over the years of fishing it that big fish like to congregate here and in fact uh, the biggest fish that I've ever seen come, come out of an Indiana river firsthand um, came out of this hole so I'm looking uh, going to do a little bit of monster hunting today, so we're going to catch, uh, trying to catch some river monsters, we're not out here to catch, you know, 14, 15 inches, although I will take it, a 14 or 15 incher, don't want to jinx myself, um, I am anticipating, you know, getting that 20 plus today, and I just about guarantee you there's multiple 20 inches in this 200 yard stretch, just a matter of if I catch one of their attention today um so something unique uh in the winter time that you can sight fish even though it's so deep uh it, it's usually crystal clear and you can usually see the fish moving around um so i'm hoping uh even though we've got a little bit of rain recently i'm hoping that i can actually find the fish uh, moving around now when they get real deep like this sometimes it's hard to differentiate between um, you know, rough fish and smallmouth, uh, but usually you'll, like, notice little characteristics, like their tail, smallmouth, um, have a, you know, different shaped tail, and you also, smallmouth have kind of a dark area on the back side of their tail, so I, if you can kind of, uh, find those fish, then you start to recognize, um, the groups of them, because, uh, at least what I've found, the smallmouth kind of hang out together. So you'll find four or five smallmouth kind of hanging out in the same spot. And they usually, in the wintertime, they'll kind of stay in those little groups and they'll move. At least when they're active. When they're, when they're dormant, they'll literally like stay like in the exact same spot. It's really bizarre. But when they're active, they'll kind of stay in those groups and swim um, together up and down the wintering pool, and I don't know if they're just, you know, looking for food or what, but, um, that's usually how you'll find them, and instead of chasing them, a lot of times what I'll do is, I just stay in one spot, 
and I'll fish that one spot and I'll stand up and kind of try to wait until I see them kind of swimming by and I'll cast. Um, is that way, you know, I usually will see a group of smallmouth every 15, 20 minutes in, in a spot like this that'll go by. And then there'll be usually be one group of smallmouth that will be bigger. So you'll see, like, you'll catch a glimpse of, like, an 18, 19-incher, and then you'll notice there's a couple other bigger fish around them. And that's usually where, you know, I'll try to really sight fish for them. So I'll try to find those bigger pods of fish, um, or pods of bigger fish, and then I'll try to cast in front of them, kind of let my lure sit um, until they come come by. And, and that's the other thing this time of year. I try to slow down my presentation almost as slow as I possibly can. Um, so I'm trying to, it's, it's painfully slow, like I'm casting out and uh, moving the, you know, like a, if it's a, let's say it's a, it's a bottom, like a jig, like a hair jig, which I do have a hair jig tied on, um, I'll throw it out there, I'll let it sink to the bottom. And then every, like, five seconds, I'll barely wiggle it. And then I'll just let it sit, and I'll barely wiggle it. And I'll do that for maybe five minutes or so in the same spot. Um, and then I usually, what I'll do, I'll, you know, work it in, you know, kind of fast or whatever. And then I'll throw out in another spot and then just let it sit and kind of move it in that same spot like for, like, five minutes. So it's, it's a little bit different, a lot different than uh, what you would do uh, any other time of the year, but that's what I found works best, and that's why uh, if any of you guys have used float and fly, I feel like that's why float and fly works so well, because you literally, you know, leave it there, and it's not even sitting on the bottom, it's, you know, you, you run like basically a bobber, um, and then you run a leader off that bobber, and then the length of the leader de determines where it sits in the water column, and then you basically just let it sit there and not do anything and I'll you know shake it every once in a while uh, kind of get it to move but uh, you know you're, you're essentially just sitting there letting it you know hoping something notices it and comes up and hits it so see so yeah, I have a, a hair jig tied on I have an uh, well yeah it is a Ned rig but it's the little Z-Man crawfish and then I have uh, a suspending jerk bait so that's kind of my uh, arsenal day only have three rods probably not gonna change change those three up very much I might throw a little bit different uh, soft plastic on like a jig head or something like that but for the most part keep it pretty simple this time of year uh, if I'm lucky the suspending jerk bait will bite will be on that that can be really fun um, so we'll see we'll see uh, so I'm a uh, I did share my location with my wife just as a safety tip. You know, this time of year can be uh, more dangerous than others because the water's cold. Um, they say if the water temperature and air temperature combined is less than 120 degrees that you should have a dry suit on. I don't know if I agree with that, but this is definitely dry suit season. I have a dry top with some chest waders, um, but yeah, uh, I share my location with my wife, kind of let her know what time, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about being home that way, you know, I wouldn't make it home or something, she'd at least be able to, uh, to figure out where I'm at, so, 
So anyways, um, I will uh, probably record a decent amount today because I'm going to be by myself and it's uh, very slow style fishing. So I'm going to try to put together a, a good little episode here. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Well, here's a little update. I am uh, been out here for about an hour. It's a little bit before two o'clock. <clears throat> I guess to my spot um, about an hour because it takes about 30 minutes or so to get there. Um, started out, didn't really see any fish um, at the top of this hole. So I've kind of worked my way down about probably 50 yards or so into the hole. Um, I started seeing sp spotting fish and... Uh, Unfortunately, I've lost two, none to hand right now. Good thing is the two I lost weren't huge. Uh, the first one was on a um, little Z-Man crawfish, and uh, I had bent my hook out on that cast because I got stuck on something, and when I set the hook, I turned the fish, and he just got off. Uh, I fished with that for a little bit, and then I switched to the jerkbait. First cast on the jerkbait, I had one slam it, got all the way to the boat and got tangled in my um anchor line and the fish got off but i saw the fish so it was probably 16 inches give or take so nothing special but um the fish that i am seeing are kind of roaming around so they're as i predicted they are not completely dormant yet they're still um you know blood's still flowing so they're still moving around and um i haven't seen them really in groups though the one big fish i saw that looked to be 18 plus was by itself so herself so anyways i'm sure i'm gonna get some to hand just gonna take being patient and working this hole over i usually will start at the top and just move about 10 20 yards each time i kind of fan cast an area it takes you know i spend 15 minutes or so fan casting it and then i'll move you know maybe try a different lure or two move down anchor repeat and then I'm kind of working my way all the way down this hole. And to be honest, the best part of this hole is kind of my next spot. And uh, I make a little bit of noise with the anchor, so I like to kind of sit here and let it let them chill out. And I've lost this. I've hooked those two fish. So I think if you hook a fish this time of year, the other ones get real spooky for a bit. So if I just sit here and let them mellow out for a bit, um, hopefully they'll come back to it so i'll uh hopefully update you guys when i actually have a fish it's 250 got my first fish to hand it's on bottom on a trd um still pretty slow i just kind of moved into this area i think i can't tell for sure from where i'm at but i'm pretty sure that fish was kind of shallow uh, at least relative to this stretch, this um, hole gets probably 10, 12 foot deep at this at its deepest. And uh, I, I want to say that was in like three or four foot of water. So interesting. And I have also seen a couple fish, not shallow, but shallower. So anyways, it was a little guy. It's probably like 12, 13 inches. So it was a you know at least i got a picture of a fish in november so anyways i'm gonna keep plugging away here and um 
see what I can do. All right, I got about an hour left to fish. It's 4.19, and uh, I've worked my way all the way up to the end of this um, hole. I hate that term, hole, but it is what it is. It's a deep hole, deep stretch, called a stretch. Um, so I worked my way up to the top of this, and I started getting on them, so I, I mean... Uh, getting, I use that term loosely. It's winter time, so I think I have eight. I've caught eight fish. Unfortunately, um, the biggest one was 16 inches, so nothing to write home about. But I saw three fish uh, that were all over 18. One of them looked to be about 20, and they were all back towards the other side of the the hole. So I'm going to, I got about, like I said, I got about an hour left to fish. So I'm going to go back to that primary and spend the last hour before I have to go. And it gets too dark on me. So um, every single one of the fish have come on bottom. So anyways, I'll uh, probably talk to you guys when I get back in the car. What's up, guys? I am on my way back home. It's about 6 o'clock, finished up. Um, don't really have any exciting news report, unfortunately. Um, and I, when I got in the car, the last recording just played, and it is boring as hell. So I apologize in advance if this podcast is boring. But Chris is obviously the witty one of this podcast because I, uh, I'm not not cracking any jokes so it's hard to do I guess when you're talking to yourself but anyways um headed home uh basically what ended up happening was I went back like I said to the kind of prime area uh towards the middle of that little hole wintering hole and um I caught two more so I think I ended up with 10 today or no I caught three more so I 10 or 11 is what I ended up with. So, not terrible. They were both small fish. Uh, I'm not really sure where the big ones were at today. Um, so, the fish were surprisingly shallow, though. I mentioned that in one of the earlier um, segments, is that the fish were um, shallower than I expected. And I found quite a few... Um, found quite a few that were like in like three foot of water, which is kind of weird. Um, I didn't really see any in the real deep, deep parts. Um, but I, like I said, I did see three really nice smallmouth, but um, one I only had a shot at one of them, and uh, the one that I had a shot at, it just didn't want anything to do with my presentation. So, not really sure what the deal was with that um i will be back for sure here uh in the next three or four weeks so to probably go somewhere else to be honest that hole i kind of beat to death in the winter time so but there's definitely big fish in other spots um so anyways uh kind of recapping um you know i i started out with a jerk bait got one hit on a jerk bait and uh, 
I didn't get any hits on the hair jig. And then the uh, TRD was the ticket, so that I caught all my fish on the TRD. Um, I wasn't working it super slow. Uh, they seemed to want it, like, I would say uh, slow, but not, like, winter slow. Um, I, they ended up wanting it a little, a little more speed on it, and I'm saying that relative, like, I'm not working it, wasn't working it like I would work it in the summertime or even the springtime. It was definitely more of a slower presentation, but wasn't like a crawl like you would think in the wintertime. And the fish were, they were fighting, I actually had one fish jump, uh, which just surprised me a little bit. They were definitely in that, like, when they were fighting, you could tell they were lethargic. You could tell, like, if you've ever caught any of you guys have ever caught a smallmouth in the wintertime, the fight is just different. It's definitely not as exciting um, as it is in the, you know, warmer months. Um, you know, but I, uh, I I had a respectable day. I got a little um, little bit of that out of my system. It's going to last me for, for a little while. Um, but, yeah, the uh, name of the game in, in wintertime is, one, you have to know where the fish are holding at and... Uh, you know, just from experience, I know where the wintering holes are. Typically, it's going to be, you know, a real slow, deep area in a river system. If you can find the slower, deeper areas, that's where they're going to be. And then, um, and then, yeah, once you know where they are at, you know, just slow is the name of the game. You know, slow it down. You know, bottom, anything that drags in the bottom, usually uh, uh, take my profile a little smaller than usual and uh yeah just slow it down they were hitting it uh where i could feel it pretty good like i could feel a tick when they would hit it um but a lot of times in the winter time you'll get there when they're real lethargic like it's almost impossible to tell and that's where a thing like a floating fly comes in handy because you have that bobber and it, you know can really detect those minute strikes um always use fluorocarbon in the winter time you know, it was super clear out there today, um, and yeah, just, you know, slow it down, don't try to cover a bunch of water, cover, um, you know, limit it to a really small area, because usually the fish are super concentrated, um, so yeah, that was about it, uh, I'm glad I went out today, I'm gonna pay the price at work tomorrow, I'm gonna have more crap to do, but uh, yeah, had a good time and uh hopefully the next time you hear uh the podcast it'll be chris and i in uh, studio a um haven't haven't done a show out of studio a in a while we do have uh a couple guests coming up it's fun stuff so so anyways uh sorry for the perpetually boring podcast i tried to make it exciting but i was hoping for like an 18 or 19 or even a 20 and I would have given you some, some, uh, excitement, but wasn't too, uh, wasn't to be today, so, so anyways, um, talk to you guys, uh, next time, and as always, free the fighter.